Ground control to Major Tom Take your protein pills and put your helmet on Ground control to Major Tom Commencing countdown engines on What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hey, What You Watching, the weekly podcast where Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching. This is episode 78, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Podcasts, and I'm your host, Matt Curione, and with me as usual is... Hey, it's your co-host, Marcelo Pico. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing pretty swell. Great. Um, Yet again, it's weird that we're recording during the day. Yet again, yes. Uh, but I think I like it. <laughs> Would you like to keep recording during these times? I mean, the, presently it's Thursday afternoon. It's 3 yeah. p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. Um, that's a peek behind the curtain. That's how the sausage is made. We, yes. We usually record Wednesday nights, right? But we haven't, yeah. been, we, we haven't been doing that recently. Because you know, reasons. For reasons. We're, we're busy people. and we are. Uh, And I think next time we record, we're recording around... It's, it's like early evening, so... I think so, yes. Yeah. Yes. But, With a uh, special guest. A special guest. To be announced later on. Yes. Um, did, did, no, we, we, just, uh, we just teased that guest like a few weeks ago, right? I we, know, and we're teasing them again. Okay, yeah, let's continue teasing. We that was like... You know, how the, you know how the major studios do like a teaser for a teaser? <laughs> We're, we're going to be annoying like that. Yeah. So like here's here's a two second clip of Stephen King's It, and uh, two days later, here's the full trailer for Stephen King's It. So the teaser is which looks awesome, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, the 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 trailer just hit this morning, and yeah, it looks, yes. looks pretty damn good. Um, but you can say for sure, Matt, that yes. it's that's the guest coming up. Who yes. we have scheduled. Now, again, you know, schedules could change. It could all fall through. But if it all works out, this guest is the biggest guest we've had on this podcast. Ever. Ever. On this podcast. Likely to ever have. Uh, I'll just emphasize. Actually, no. Let's not, let's not you know, <laughs> paint ourselves into a no, corner no, no, like no, that. No, we no, might no. have bigger guests. Uh, and I'll say, just by the Haycast standards, it is the biggest guest on yes, yes, it is. the Haycast that's all I'll say. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Next week's going to be a good show, but it's it's. But that's not saying this week is not going to be a good show. It's going to be a good no, show. Not at all. It's going to be good. Uh, I mean, Matt, how have you been this past week? Because we uh, we haven't talked in a while. I mean, last no, it's week been a, it's been a few days. Yeah, last week we talked for like it seems like 20 hours. So I know, we talked a lot last week. We got re- to know a couple things and got to learn a little bit about each other. We recorded an episode, we recorded a commentary, we recorded the the Haycast After Dark. Yeah. Um, but now it's... Crazy week. <laughs> but now it's just one one little recording. How's it yeah. been? Been doing pretty good. I mean, you know, working a lot, as usual. Uh, watching a lot of movies. Coming to terms with a few things. <laughs> with, a, with a certain major... Uh, Major force in Hollywood, I guess you could say. Yes, and we'll dive into that in, yeah, a, in, a, will. in a bit. Um, we will. But uh, and I've been busy with just work and school and 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 you know trying to maintain talkfromsociety.com. dot uh, And hey, 
you know, one thing I, I want to emphasize here at the beginning, uh, because <laughs> as we've learned from just talking to people who are on the show who have said, hey, I've listened to an episode. I don't think many people have reached the end of the episodes, though. Because <laughs> they're no, long. that's true. we got to fix this. They're long. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to work on making these shorter. Uh, my goal is to make them shorter than Dunkirk. That's my standard now. Yes. It's the Dunkirk runtime. Which is like 107 minutes, I think. It's like an hour and 40, I think. Uh, huh? Yeah, yeah, an hour and 40. Um, but hey, last episode that was shorter than shorter than Dunkirk, so it was. Uh, we're off to a good start there. But let's make this episode shorter than Dunkirk because let's do it. As as I was saying, not too many people will reach the end where the plugs are, and I, I want to get this plug out of the way. Patreon. Go to our yes. Patreon page, patreon.com slash talkfilmsociety. And that page that page is going to look a lot prettier soon. Yeah, uh, it is. Wait, how so? <laughs> We're making a video for it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yes, no. Okay, as of this recording, we're, we're still adding things to it. You know, It was a soft launch. Yeah, it's a soft say. launch. We're, we're going to really hit it hard in the next few weeks. Damn uh, right. There'll be a video, yes. Uh, I'm. We're planning you know, things, and we're adding content to it. Yes, there are Patreon exclusives on there. Uh, there's an episode where Matt and I get drunk for two hours, mm-hmm. which Matt does not remember in the slightest. Nope. Uh, you were saying before you listened back to it and nothing. Uh, it, you, you're like, who is this person? I I recall nothing, Senator. <laughs> How much did you drink uh, during that um, during that recording? I'd like to invoke my Fifth Amendment <laughs> on that one. All right, uh, all right. Uh, I can't discuss such classified information with with the in, to public ears. All right, Kushner. That's, <laughs> that's a topic of work. No, because then I'd be talking like this. <laughs> I've uh, never sought the spotlight, says former <laughs> guest star of Gossip Girl. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Jesus, okay. You uh, fucking small child. Shut up. We're, we're, we're very political when we can be, folks. So. Oh, he's such a turd. <laughs> he really is a king turd, isn't he? Anyway, Hey Cast After Dark. Listen to that yeah, first. Yeah. Listen to the first episode of Hey Cast After Dark, which will be a monthly series where we drink for like a whole episode. And eventually we'll have guests who will drink with us, but for now it's just Matt and I. Yes, first episode is on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash talkfromsociety. There's some exclusive articles. Alex Miller has a great article uh, series on there called Filmstruck Film School. Uh, If you want to listen to all the exclusives we have and read all the exclusives, just, you know, give us a few bucks. That's that's all we ask. We want to pay our writers. That's what we're doing this for, so... Go to patreon.com slash talkfromsociety. Yes, that's the plug. So for those who never make it through to the end of the of the episodes... <laughs> Pretty soon, you'll be able to. <laughs> uh, I just want to put that in the beginning. So there you go. Uh, okay, Matt. I think... If, do, do you have any more uh, BS to, to discuss before we move on? No. No, I think we've covered it. We, we've uh, We've caught up. I think we've we've eased into the episode. We're now more comfortable. I think that's the oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next thing we do? Oh, it's uh, hey, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing on the show this week. Yeah, let's take a trip down to Matt's Riddle Corner, where I give cryptic clues about what films we'll be discussing. Ooh, 
We're going to spend about an hour and 46 minutes on a beach. Kind of. <laughs> and then we're going to go to outer space. And then we're going to go inside a brain. And then we're going to go to a magic show. Right? Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to go to a magical city where a thousand planets have all hung out together. And then we're going to hang out with Dwayne Johnson and his iPhone uh, for a minute or two. And then we're going to go to Vietnam after getting yelled at for a straight hour. And then we're going to have have some fun with uh, John Leguizamo in a bitchin' CGI cape. And then we're not going to have sex for 40 years. And then we're going to go out to the middle of Pennsylvania, Monroeville, actually, and uh, hang out with George Romero for two movies. There you go. That's the show. Um, all right, so now... <laughs> I was yeah, it's t- not a long episode. I don't, I don't think this will be too long. I was taken aback because my usual thing after you do that is, Hey, Matt. Uh, you really hate the listeners, don't you? <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that's, that, that, that's what I say. We really hate our listeners. And then I say, Now, Matt, let's make this episode more interesting by introducing our guest this week. But... We don't have one. Oh, see, that's the thing. That's what threw me off. I was going to... We left We left him on the beach <laughs> because he was a Frenchman. Wait a second. I hear somebody coming in. Somebody's knocking. <gasps> oh, wait. Who is it? Oh, my gosh. It's Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I'm going to I'm gonna take a break. Who and, invited you in? All right. Here, here's Jeremy, folks. Hello, Matt Curione. Hi, Jeffrey. No... Matt Curione, it's Jeremy. I don't like you so much that I've forgotten your name already, How, Jeffrey, what? Jeremy. That's insulting, because I know who you are, Matthew Curione. You have no idea who I am. You don't know my life. <laughs> I know you like movies. I do. You do like movies. But you like films, films. and cinema and kino. In my blood is film. Quite. Oh, that's... Hopefully it's flammable, Quite. so you can, you know, have an accident. <laughs> oh, why do you say these things to me, Matt Curione? Uh, I don't care for you! <laughs> well, I, I care about all things that are in film, like human beings. Sure, sure. If a human being is in a film, I care about them. And <laughs> you are a human being, yes? Maybe. So I care about you. So, I love you, Matt Curione. <laughs> Ah, oh, thanks. Um, but yes, I don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. Yeah. Why don't you like me, Matt Curione? Because you have very, very hot takes. So hot that they burn the flesh off of my bones. What takes are these? Uh, because I think that all films should be seen on film. On giant. Well, you're in luck. Yes. You're in luck if you stay or stick around to listen to the episode. I don't think I'm going to stick around. Uh, Good. <laughs> Matt, please. Uh, I am a guest on your show, at least for one segment. Please treat I don't know me... How the hell you got in here? Please treat... The, 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 the door's open here at Marcelo's place. I can just walk in. He should get some new locks. <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, last time I was here, I don't think it went well, so could you, for at least one segment, please... Let's uh, have a repeat of that, huh? <laughs> Please treat me as as you would any guest on your show, Matt. Okay, how are you? I d- <laughs> is this how you treat a guest? You just ask them who, like, how I am. That's how I treated one guest. <laughs> 
don't you have like a, a, a list of questions you ask for your your guests, Matt? I thought I did this last time. Don't you have in, don't you have more questions? No. Ask me something. Don't you want to get okay. to know me? Oh, fine, Jeffrey. Jeremy. Jeremy. Okay, that's your name. Okay. Um, I know it's a dirty word amongst you cinephiles, but what would be your favorite genre? Ooh, genre. Uh, now that I'll you know, ha- you know the lesser type of movie that is <laughs> pin- pigeonholed into a genre. Oh well, my favorite genre is drama. Oh. Yes, I love no all. No surprise there. <laughs> I love all drama films, from Citizen Kane to uh, Night of the uh, Hunter. Do you like that one? No, that that's too broad for me. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. There's too much going on there. I like just like slick. No, sorry. Let me go back. Not slick. Just very, very procedural, very stale cinema. I so want Tarkovsky. Got oh, it. Matt, you know <laughs> how much I love Tarkovsky. Yes, I'm well aware. Uh, I mean, uh, my favorite film of all time may be uh, Solaris by oh, by that Tarkovsky. Big old, that big old cup of chamomile. <laughs> I mean, you've have you seen Solaris, Matt? Curion? Yes. Of course I, I have, I'm or else sure, I wouldn't be making fun of it. I'm sure you love it. What? What, you don't like Solaris? No. Why not? I like to, because, I, Jeremy, I like to stay awake while I watch a watch Oh, a that is insult. What, what, a film has to, as a film like Solaris, it inhabits your soul for its runtime. Uh, mm-hmm. That would make me think that you have no soul, Matthew Curion. You would be correct. <laughs> I you're you're like a vampire from uh, Bram Stoker's Vampire, the book, not the movie. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, Tar- Tarkovsky is an immense, or um, I, I should say, was an immense presence in cinema, and all his films should be lauded. So, uh, I, I I do not comprehend, Matt, that you can like movies like you do, and and not appreciate Tarkovsky. Who'd have thunk it? Oh. Uh, what is your favorite movie, Matthew Curion? Mine is Alien. Alien? I don't think I've heard of Alien. Well, I, I'm sorry for you. Who, what, so sad. What is Alien about? It's about an alien. Huh. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> I, uh, you have a favorite movie, but yet you don't tell me about it. Please, tell well, me. Why would I want to spoil the surprises? Well, I wouldn't want to do that. That would... That would take away the gift of cinema to you. You need to discover things on your own, Jeremy. Don't you know anything? What I need, what I would like to do with every film I see is read the script and read the production notes and... Before you see it. And read and, and read through and watch the press kit. I, I do all that with every single film I've ever seen. That sounds dreadful. No. It, it, it's, it's part of the immersion of cinema. And then I project each film... Uh, on the wall of my five-story home. So. <laughs> you giving film Twitter a lot of credit there. <laughs> there are five-story some... home. <laughs> there are some people who just do nothing but watch movies on film Twitter and on the Letterbox community that I think that they just have no, they just have nothing else to do, and they have yeah, dip- it's disposable. Must be income. Night having a 
Must be nice not having to work and or pay bills, right? Dis- disposable income. Uh, and yes, I live with with my parents. <laughs> and I have, no. And I I I do project these films, although you know I had to sell my film projector many moons ago. Um, and also my 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 previous home uh, burned down because I had so much film in it. That's what uh, happens. I have all my films now on my hard drive. I have uh, one terabyte of movie cinema uh, that I illegally download from torrents. I don't approve of that. <laughs> Why not? Uh, films are made to be seen. Why do I need to pay for them? You've got to support the artist, you prick. <laughs> I'm supporting the artist by watching these films and reviewing them on Letterboxd. That's how. That's I not how money them. works. What is? I this? don't think you know how money works. What is this money thing you speak of? Uh, I have all I have is a credit. Money card. can be exchanged for goods and services. All I have is a credit card that somehow gets paid off every month, and I just use it to my whim, and. <laughs> And and that's how I see movies uh, at the retro screenings in New York City because that's all I do. It's just I go to the movies uh, and I buy a popcorn and I sneak in. I don't pay for a ticket. Oh, of course not. Why would you? <laughs> and also, ille- I, I illegally download all these movies on my hard drive. Um, so yes, that's proud that, of you. That's who I am. Uh, why don't you like me, Matthew Curio? Because you're very off-putting. <laughs> Why? Why? You are you are not toward. You are very untoward. What can I do to get to to, to be a friend of yours, Matthew Curion? Go away, and I'll think about it. Go away. Uh, you I want hurt, Marcelo back. You want to get to the show. You've hurt my feelings. Okay, if that's what's going to make you happy, Matthew Curion, uh, I'm going to leave. So, with that, I say my goodbye. Goodbye. And, hey. <laughs> Aren't you going to give me a, a, a nice, polite greeting as I go? No, because I greet people when they arrive. <laughs> I mean, a <laughs> what is the up? I, I also am very. Ha- I am also have a day. I'm also very illiterate. I should have say that. Have a day. <laughs> uh, I'm leaving now. Goodbye. Goodbye, Jeremy. Lock uh, your door next great. time. No, Jesus. I, I, don't, I don't know how that happened. He just came in. and it's... Guy's such a prick. Oh, I apologize, listeners, and to you, Matts, and I don't know how that happened. Uh, well, that was interesting. I hope I hope we don't see him again. Uh, he's dreadful. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll he's so off-putting. So off-putting. Uh, but I, I mean, you two made you know I I couldn't I couldn't listen because he took my headphones as he sat down. Of course uh, he did because he takes everything for himself. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure you got you guys go along right at least right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> what a lovely man he is. Man, he's only sec- he's only sixteen years old, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Anyway, that's that. <laughs> Let's get to the show proper. Let's yes. get to the movies. Let's get to the movie of the week. Okay. Yes. Uh, the number one movie in America and around the world, apparently, because that's an ad I saw on Twitter earlier today. Yeah, I think I saw that ad as well. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. A little movie by a little known director called Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. uh, Starring uh, Tom Hardy, uh, Harry Styles, uh, Fionn Whitehead, and Michael Caine. Yes. Along with Kenneth Branagh. Oh, yeah, him too. Cillian Murphy. 
Yes. Uh, it's it, it 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 quite a packed cast. And yeah. It's uh I mean okay let's let's of course we we talked about this last week. Uh, it was right before any of us had seen it. You know, Matt you hadn't seen it, and our guest Anya oh, hadn't not. seen it. Obviously, because it was like Thursday. Yeah, wasn't um, even out yet. Wasn't even a thing. Let's just get this out of the way. Yes, much has been. I think that at this point, the, the the discussion about this has been like, if there's a horse, all that's left is just like uh, a dust from the bones because it's just been beaten that much. Yes. The format in which we see this movie, yes, uh, the the director himself, Nolan, has said, see it in 70mm IMAX on film. Like, that's the preferred way. But then, of course, some of us don't live next to, like, a theater which projects 70mm IMAX film. Yeah, so, you're not allowed to. So then, other than that, he's like, oh, go see it on 70mm film. Or he's like, oh, just, then, you know, anything besides that, he's like... Watch it on your cell phone. <laughs> No, anything anything other than film, I can see him say, "Don't even bother. Why? Why are you even watching my movie if you're going to watch it?" Like that di- said, digitally. I think he'll I think he'll make a huge push for the uh, 4K Blu-ray when this comes out. Yeah, I think he'll be one of the voices that will advocate for that. I, I, I I'm kind of half joking about him saying, you know, why even bother seeing it on digital? Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure he'd be like, you know, if it's if it's presented uh, correctly, um, then. Go for digital, obviously. Go yeah. for digital IMAX, I'm assuming is what you say. I actually yeah. don't know, like... I, I guess we'll talk about it here now. So, I saw it for the first time... Because I've seen it twice now. I saw it oh, on wow. okay. 70 mil. Sorry, not 70 millimeter. Let me go back. So, an IMAX um, projected large... Uh, with the lasers, right? With the laser, yes. The laser IMAX. Yes. At my local IMAX theater, because I recently upgraded the projection... Uh, there from film to laser, which I was oh, you've like, mentioned that, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I was not uh, happy about that when I first heard it because I had some amazing experiences there with uh, the seventy millimeter. But projection. as you've learned, just like every little kid learns, lasers are cool as shit. <laughs> the presentation there uh, is amazing. I saw Doctor Strange there last year, and it was awesome in laser projection yes. IMAX. It was incredible. So because yeah, lasers are cool as shit. Of course, on, I'm cool. I am not going to drive 3 hours to Dallas to see this film on IMAX 70mm. I would like to, but that's a long drive. It's a long drive. So That's I, a day trip. So I I saw the first show of Dunkirk in IMAX laser digital and it was astonishing. Um I'll I say it. I'll say like I'm not like a it's like it was so close to being like film. I, I, I wouldn't say it was exactly like it, but it was good enough. And, of course, the sound presentation was phenomenal. This movie is loud, and in an IMAX loud, theater, yeah. it, is, it is... Yeah. Uh, the I, I heard one lady say, I should have brought, brought earplugs, because it was that damn <laughs> So I saw it there. I was blown away by the presentation. Then I saw it digitally in widescreen in like 2.2... Like where okay. it's cropped, in in what Cinemark calls the uh, the DX. No, not DX or XD. It's called XD. Sorry. Okay, Disney XD. Yeah. <laughs> it's their XD presentation, which like, you pay a little bit extra, you get nicer seats, and you get a bigger screen, and you get like better digital projection than a normal theater. Nice. And so it was basically there. You actually have someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. 
it was, <laughs> it was impressive. I was blown away by it there. So I've seen it twice now digitally. So I'm sorry, Nolan. Um, I might see it one more time in 70 millimeter film, like at the draft house, maybe. But I'm, I'm, I'm. But watching this digitally, like I'm like, oh. But but I'll say again, in IMAX even laser, if, even if you did it wrong, you <laughs> still enjoyed it. Yeah, like it's so. In that aspect of it, I, I I dug the presentation, but that's just the presentation. The film itself works really well. It's not it's not a bad film. So I'll toss it to you, Matt. So that's then we'll talk about the film itself. So toss it to me. We're tossing it. <laughs> oh, that's we right. Tossing it to a tape. Oh, I completely forgot. So Matt is not so, going to say okay. anything. Okay. Yeah, so what let, okay, say, some setup. Some setup. Set, set up real quick. Uh, my buddy Johnny and I. Uh, he texted me like two weeks ago saying. We're going to see Dunkirk, right? And I said, yes. So then we had the debate going back and forth saying, do we want to go see it in IMAX digital or do we want to drive the extra hour and go see it in 70 millimeter on film? And originally we were going to do the IMAX, but then I realized we could go see an IMAX movie anytime. Uh, It's not often in our area that something gets projected on film, much less 70 millimeter. So we drove the extra hour and we saw it... uh, at the uh, Hamilton Square uh, AMC 24, which has a whole has 24 theaters, which is a lot, and it was projected uh, using the 70 millimeter th- film, and that's how we saw it. Ooh, in film. So yes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, th- I think this is the first time we've ever done this. We did it once before. Did we? Remind me. A long, low, one of the early, early episodes. Oh, I have to go back. But anyway. It was like a dispatch from Comic-Con. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I put it at yeah, the end of the episode. a while ago. Yeah. So here's another dispatch. Uh, it features Matt and his friend Johnny. Yep. Uh, as they discuss. And this this happened right after the screening, right? As soon as we got back to his apartment, yes. Okay, awesome. Started recording. So we're going to throw it to to them. <laughs> and folks listening, enjoy Matt and Johnny discussing uh, Dunkirk in 70mm film. What's up, listeners? How we doing? Um, my friend Johnny and I just saw a little movie you might have heard of called Dunkirk. Hello. Uh, it was directed, uh, obviously, you know, Christopher Nolan did it. It's his big uh, World War II picture. And... Before you hear my thoughts, Johnny, what the... First off, introduce yourself. Who the hell are you? Hi, I'm um, Johnny. I've uh, been friends with this guy next to me for quite some time, and I also like nerd things. Yeah, I think I've known you for well over 15 years. Ah, uh, fuck, we're old. We are. We are ancient, and uh, yeah, so I've known this guy for quite some time. Uh, he knows all my deepest, darkest secrets. We share a lot of... Uh, Likes and dislikes. We do. We do. We do. Um, and we just saw Dunkirk. Uh, yeah, that was a good movie. What'd you think? One, I thought it was um, good on Nolan not to go to like a conventional story. Oh, most definitely. And go for something that obviously he really was proud about. I think with most, um, with the British especially, they're really proud of that uh, entire evacuation. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading about it uh, when rumblings were going on on like new nolan and they were like oh yeah he's gonna do a story about dunkirk and i i had no idea what the hell that was um, same here i did, same here i had to dive into the wikipedia rabbit hole and just get a background on it and i didn't know how he was gonna do it i didn't i didn't expect it to be played out like that but it 
God, it was a satisfying story. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, yeah, I adored this movie. Uh, I really like what he did with time. Yeah. Where yeah. it was three separate stories all starting at different times. And then spoilers toward at the end, they all meet up at a singular moment of a rescue and it was really smart how he went back and forth between night and day and um, being in Dunkirk, being on the, the water going towards Dunkirk. I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool. Uh, it threw me for a loop uh, at first. I was like, wait, where are we now? Yeah, I wasn't... And then... Text would, would go up and say, the sea. The mole. Uh, the, the air. A week, and a day, an hour. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it was just really cool the way he played with time. Uh with the story and he told like a non-conventional narrative which I loved that uh, one of the best moments of this movie was when the credits rolled and you saw written and directed by Christopher Nolan because I always give directors a little bit extra credit when they write things by themselves and direct them by by themselves it's how you can see the the comparisons uh, to like the great directors who they did that themselves and now Nolan has you know shedded like like I said before, the training wheels of his brother. Not that it ever hindered him. It, it didn't hinder him more often than not. More often than not. Like. But this one, this is pure Nolan. Which like, is, this is cool to see. This is, as the kids say, peak Nolan. I think the script is like three pages long. The script was probably maybe five or six pages. And uh, I love that. I love the use of minimal dialogue. I thought that was wonderful. There are three separate stories in the movie. And each one has a particular purpose. One wants to leave, one needs to get there, and the other is just kind of, uh, like, keeping track up in the sky? Yeah, lovely little Tom Hardy. Yeah, which I was fine with. Oh, also, those, I would love for, uh, it's been a while since I saw, like, a dogfight on screen. I I have to say, the dogfights in this are gorgeous. Yeah, they're really uh, pretty. And good on Nolan for shooting this in glorious widescreen. Uh, So pretty. Side note, uh, uh, Johnny and I did see this in 70mm. Uh, projected on film, uh, which is could tell. Haven't seen it in a while. Which is yeah, it's uh, we could definitely tell the difference straight away from seeing a DCP like a digital print to seeing something projected on film. And uh, yeah, Marcelo, we know you live in Austin, Texas, and you have about eighteen draft houses down the street from you, and you get film all the time. Uh, and so do a lot of listeners. But fun fact, we don't. Yeah, we have to drive uh, an hour. Yes, uh, this was a special event. Uh, I remember. Uh, a couple days ago, I said to Johnny, I was like, we're doing 70 millimeter. And he goes, why not IMAX? I was like, we can see IMAX movies anytime. Yeah. Well, at first you wanted to, um, you wanted to say, screw it and go to the other one. Yeah. And I'm glad you went for this. I'm glad I we was went really for happy 70 about millimeter Because we can see an IMAX movie anytime. Pretty much. Uh, it's not often you get to see something in 70 millimeter projected with film. I'm surprised we didn't have to go to Cherry Hill for this. Yeah. I'm very pleased that we didn't have to go to that theater. That theater is on point. That shows some good shit right yeah, there. Yeah, they uh, the projection was great. Uh, there were very few flaws. Like I didn't notice any. Like obviously, the, they had a projectionist who knew what the hell they were doing, which is rare these days. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Christopher Nolan sent people to all the theaters to be like, "This is how you do it, guys." I would, yeah, yeah. And uh, from what I read, I mean, uh, uh, the studio they actually installed projectors in a bunch of theaters just yeah. so this could happen. And good on them. Good on, you know, Nolan for fighting the good fight. Do you... And I mean, not to get me wrong, I mean, I love digital as much as anyone else, but... It's very pretty. But I like it when someone does something interesting with digital, like, say, like, a Michael Mann 
when he does something out of the ordinary with digital, like where he makes public enemies and he shoots the 30s with digital. Mm-hmm. It's an unorthodox choice, but it really works for that film. But I think for a film like Dunkirk, film and 70mm, that's the way to go. This was gorgeous, beautiful widescreen. Those setups of just... How many extras were on the beach at one point? Thousands. And he's and he has to like pitch that. He's like, all right, in this in this shot, I'm gonna need thousands of uh, extras on a beach, all dressed the same and all doing their jobs. You'd think in some of those shots, like you can pick out somebody that was like kind of snickering or not doing something that they were supposed to do. No, I'm pretty sure everyone was on point there. Everyone's pretty on point. Yeah, and that's and that's that's an epic scope of feel. When um, remember that first? It bring it, it brought me back to like. Older epics, like yeah. like yeah. Lawrence of Arabia, where it's a cast of thousands and blah blah blah. Uh, it brought me back to like uh, I know Alex Miller on the website Talk Film Society mentioned this in his review. He likened it to uh, the Thin Red Line, where all of these extras. There's so many extras in a scene, and you can tell these people are there. Yeah, there better not be like digital soldiers not, in the background. That all, is not a CGI crowd. Although, I mean, like you said on the way home, like sure there was some CGI, maybe like smoke in the distance, or I'll be pleased to. I would love to know what was what CGI was used for in this movie, if anything. Yeah. Oh, and go ahead and gush about sound. Uh, yes, uh, I will gush about the sound. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. This movie is loud as fuck. <laughs> uh, holy shit! Uh, my ears were rumbling halfway through. When those bombs go off, you feel it in your seat. And this is without any like fancy like sense around uh, bullshit that they do with like Dolby. Uh, this is just pure sound. This is like really well done. I could see this thing cleaning up with like technical awards for oh, just yeah. just like what they just what they achieved. Like not just the filming on with using the film, but with the sound design for this thing. And uh, I love that you couldn't make out everything that everyone said. And that's a that's a complaint a lot of the times for a lot of people uh, are going to complain about that, but. But you didn't. It didn't this detract movie is from the right up my alley. In that case, you it's didn't, wonderful. You didn't get uh, the sense that you didn't know what was going on just because you didn't hear someone talk. Yeah, um, you knew they were saying something, but maybe what they were saying was so inconsequential. Love this cast. I am here for Kenneth Branagh. Like you said, with tears in your eyes, oh, spare, staring off into the distance. I could watch him do that all day. That handsome bastard. Oh, he's he's such a handsome man. He's he's so well groomed. He's so British. Kept, and he really brings across that British uh, stiff upper lip that they talk officer about. Officer class, yeah. Officer class. Well, like, I mean, this is a guy that's like, all right, my my orders were to, uh, you know. Get as many people off as you can yeah. with one destroyer at a time. I think he <laughs> yeah, said something like that. Yeah. And uh, and there was both look and horror in his eyes. He didn't yes. have to say a word to convey that. Um, good on Nolan for scooping him up. Be like, hey, Mr. Branagh. I think he called him Mr. Branagh when he, he gave him a call. <laughs> he probably did. He probably did. He's like, oh. Um, Branagh's been in the game directing long, much longer than Nolan. He was like, Mr. Branagh, would you please, uh, <laughs> would you please do my film? Yeah, and then also, I'll, I mean, there wasn't really supporting cast. It was just all It was cast. just an ensemble. Yeah. It was um, an ensemble. Uh, I really liked, uh, I just, I had to look up his name because I've never seen him before. Uh, Fionn Whitehead, he played the lead. Uh, he's basically done nothing before really? this. He did, he did a quick, like, three-episode miniseries, and that was it. And it was, it was, wait, okay, so there was three. There was, there was the kid we first meet, there's the guy. The French guy. The French guy, and then there was the... The kid they pick up is uh, none other than Harry Styles. 
ladies and gentlemen, and oh. he knocks it out of the park. He was in One Direction? Oh, let me see his picture. Yes. This kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, yeah. Okay. Um, good for him because knocks it out of the park in this movie. Yeah, guess what? His career is cemented uh, now. Yeah. Good job. Uh, Nolan basically gave him a one-up. He's, the kid was probably like, I want to be in a movie. And he had to audition for this thing. Probably, he was probably paid like $8,000 for that. Probably nothing. Probably paid like nothing. But his career is on a fast track now. He's, totally. He's going to do, he's going to be in a lot. You're going to be seeing him a lot more. I get to be in a Nolan film? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Because I was skeptical about him. I was like, when he pops up, is he going to be like the obvious, like, you know, uh, you can see him from a mile away. Like, I, I oh, had, it's going to be that pretty boy. I had no idea who you know the hell what? he was. No, because they, Nolan dirtied him up yeah, he did. and uh, just let him do his thing. I had and no idea who he was. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, what, said four lines, maybe? Yeah, but he killed it. He crushed it. He, yeah. he was really, really good in this movie. Uh, really appreciated that. Uh, yeah, Dunkirk is one of my favorite films of the year, which listeners will know is weird coming from me. Because it's Christopher Nolan, well, you can... who I have had a turnaround recently. Which I mean, you've you'll hear that in the, the episode, the main episode proper. But you've been having a having an affair with him, a Nolan Renaissance, a Nolan Sans, as as they say. But yeah, love love Dunkirk. Um, see it on, see it big, big, real see big. it loud. Yeah, don't wait for if this if you want to see this movie and you're like, eh, I don't like going to the theater, whatever. Go during the day. Go to a matinee. Go during the week. You know, just yeah. to. To miss the obnoxious like crowd, uh, yeah. get it in before it leaves the theater, and it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Anyway, it was number one at the box office this weekend. It made like fifty million or something like that. It's going to keep gro- growing. Yeah, the runtime, the, the word of mouth on this thing, and the runtime, the fact that oh yeah, didn't even mention Christopher Nolan made a movie that was an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, I it heard flies wait, by in a clip. Oh boy. It is. It is. There is no exposition. I'm like, what do you it mean? Is, it's not three hours. It, 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 it's like that. It's like that freight train in Inception. It just powers mm-hmm. through and does not stop uh, until the credits roll. And I gotta say, extremely satisfying, especially for its runtime. I. Uh this. There was no extraneous scenes. It, no, it was every, no, everything was vital. No, he everything just happened for a reason and propelled the story along, visually or through dialogue. It was beautiful. There was no piece of fat on this movie at no, all. Not at all. It was very lean. Very, very well done. Which I enjoy yeah. now and then. I mean, very well done, Nolan. Bravo. Uh, yeah, good job. Bravo to you. Um, considering I didn't now give us that low budget R rated movie. I've been wanting. Yeah, give me that horror movie. I want that. Give me that horror movie that you you. You tempted take, with, uh, with Inception. Take $10 million. What are you doing here? Fucking get somebody, uh, get like you and your boy Jonathan again, and make a horror script. Yeah. And make it make it an hour and 45 minutes. That'd be fun. Please. That'd be fun. And thank you. Yeah, so final thoughts on Dunkirk. You loved it. Yeah. I We both walked out like, oh, damn, that was good. <laughs> God damn. God damn, uh, that was good. What did uh, did I say that earlier? That it was that like a good movie. That, oh, it was a delicious. It was a meal that did not overstay its welcome. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, that was delicious. I can I can walk still. Yes. Uh, yes. Instead of being burdened by uh, so much. If this was on a menu, I would order it yes. and I would eat it. It was delicious. Yeah. Johnny, where can the fine people find you online? Twitter, etc. Oh, that's nice of you. Um, actually, wait, hold on. <laughs> I believe your Twitter name is Johnny underscore friend. I've never been asked this before. Where can the fine people (laughs) This is us just like looking for... uh, Yes, uh, that's you. Oh, there it is. Yeah, um, yeah, chase me around. I talk about all kinds of shit. Um, 
Uh, all lowercase Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore F-R-A-N-A. Yep, and uh, look for the little raccoon. Yeah, I'm a raccoon, man. I'm going to try to be Rocket this year for Halloween. So. Yay. Ah, it's going to be so much fun. All right, and uh, back to you, Marcelo. Thanks, Marcelo. And we're back. Hey. We are. Hey, so uh, from that experience, uh, I'm going to take a stab at this. You enjoyed yourself, right? Oh, I had so much fun. Uh, so yeah, so you beat me to seeing Dunkirk in, on film, Matt. I so. beat you to seeing anything on film for once, <laughs> which is incredible. That's that's astonishing. Yeah, uh, like like Johnny and I said, it's not something that happens often. <laughs> no, 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 no. So yeah, that, that's why I say you know I'm glad we had this discussion about the presentation of it because I've seen it twice in digital and I was those were like good digital presentations but I still would like to see it in 70 on 70 millimeter film so it's pretty yeah um but uh, the film itself like I think it's one of Nolan's best uh remind me did did you mention in the in that recording uh did you talk about where you'd rank this in the Nolan like filmography uh I don't know if I did, but I will say right now it's my second favorite Nolan, and it's also my second favorite film of the year. Oh, wow. And maybe and maybe on another rewatch, it might be my favorite film of the year. I don't know. What is your number one right now? Right now, it's Get Out. Ah, oh, Get Out. But uh, I'm, I'm thinking on a rewatch, this might jump up. It really is something special. And what is your number one Nolan? You know what it is. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, I should have rewatched that for this. That would have been interesting. It's, it's pretty good, fam. Um, we'll talk about that in a bit. Okay, but no, for me, I don't know. It's it's it for me. It's like I've seen it twice. It's oh man. So Inception is still my number one, and then it's Memento, then it's The Dark Knight. Because we'll get to talk about Inception in a little bit and where yeah. that ranks for what I've seen from. Chrissy Nolan. I'd say this is... I guess you could say this is like mid-tier Nolan, even though it's like four or five, so... Uh, it's still exceptional. Um, I'll say in whatever format you see it in, uh, it, it's exceptional, because... It's pretty good. <laughs> seeing it in the... Because uh, if you don't know, folks, in IMAX, of course, you get that wider aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. I forget the exact number, but it's it's uh, horizontally... No, sorry, vertically. It's wide. Yeah. And in normal 70 millimeter or in like digital, um, like 2.20, of course it's cropped down. But I'll say like that experience because I've seen both of them. Uh, the cropped version I think may be my my preferred version to see it because the entire film is about these uh, these people on the beach like trying to escape from it. You know they they they're trying their damnedest. Uh, they're in close quarters. Um, and there are a lot of moments in the film, not just there on the beach, but like uh, in the sky, where you're 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 in it with these characters. They're, the entire film is about a ticking clock, and things just like uh, like building around them. So I liked that that smaller aspect ratio because it felt like it was more contained. If that makes any sense, it sounds a little pretentious, but no, that makes sense to me. Yeah, there's a moment in which I'm not going to spoil it. There's a moment in which. Um, Somebody is in their plane, and it's uh, they're they're in a tight spot, and they're trying to escape from the plane. And I think somebody, 
uh, somebody. And they're like trying to like bang their way out of like that the 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 plane, and it works better like in a in that smaller aspect ratio in the cropped version because like he's like trying to bang his way out of like the aspect ratio looks like. So I thought that effect worked well there. It was intense. Yeah, it's an intense movie. So yeah, that's my yeah, take. yeah just like the rest of the movie. That <clears throat> that's my take on Dunkirk. See it any way you can. If you can see it like in IMAX or in film, but. If you just go to like a matinee, like to, on the regular screen, um, I'm sure you'll like it either way because it's 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 an amazing film. Uh, one more thing, uh, and again, I don't know how much you talked about this in the in in the uh, in the segment with Johnny, but the way it's structured, that like threw me for a loop the first time I saw it because I'm like, what is going on? Because there are three storylines and they're not. Um, laid out like a normal narrative. They're like oh, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. But it's uh, it gets it gets uh, it gets uh, he's, he's, he's Nolan's kind of like a trickster. He he likes to mess with the narrative and like where things go in the story. And I appreciate that. It felt very memento. It felt very Inception. So I like it a lot. So that's Dunkirk for me. It's good. Now you already know what I saw. I thought of it. <laughs> Go back and listen to that, folks, if you want to hear Matt's take on it again. <laughs> uh, okay. So that's Dunkirk. That's Nolan. But that's... Okay. Let's just, let's keep talking about Nolan, okay? All right. Um, so, yeah. I'm here to readily admit I've been wrong. You've been wrong? I've been, I've been very wrong about Christopher Nolan. Okay. So... Let- Turn, turns out he's pretty good. Oh, let's get into it. Okay. Christopher Nolan, you... Okay, let's go back. Listeners know, I historically have not been a big fan of his. Even... I, I, I edited last week's episode this morning, and even back then, a week ago, well, I think exactly a week ago, you were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you no. weren't You weren't on board with Christopher Nolan at all. Re- no, no, I wasn't. No, not at all, I should say. You, you like... Back then, a week ago, you liked... Some of his films, right? Yeah, but overall, you're like, eh, right? That's you're like, I was like, nah, yeah, okay, nah, we good. <laughs> but then you revisited some Christopher Nolan films. Is that right? I did. I did. I revisited some that I hate. Ooh, well, I well, that I hated, um, and I revisited one that I loved. Uh, okay, so let's let's start with the hate first. Okay. Um. Or or let's okay. I want to start with. I, let's start with Interstellar. Okay. Because yes. I think that's the one you don't hate. You didn't hate as much as the I other did. one. You did hate as much? Loathed. Oh. Loathed would be a great word to describe how I felt about uh, Interstellar. Wait a second. So Interstellar, and then I'm, I'm just going to spoil it now. Interstellar and Inception, you both hated yes. equally? hated both of them. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I thought you liked Interstellar a bit. No. Oh wow! So that's. Oh. I used to make fun of it by calling it 2014 a Nolan Odyssey. <laughs> Let's just start with in Interstellar then, and then we'll get to Inception because, like this, I, okay. I'm, I'm interested in your takes on this now. So Interstellar. Why, okay, let me go back. Why did you hate Interstellar? I didn't like the space library at all. And I didn't like <laughs> the random bullshit that happened in the story. Like what random? Okay, one reason why I don't like it as much as his other ones is for me the whole Matt Damon plotline was. So stupid. I, See, I'm fine with that. You're that fine with that this time. Yes. Oh, yeah, this time because you rewatched it. Yeah. 
Ah, so what's so now? What can you say? I don't. About? I don't know. Everything clicked for me this time. It just clicked. Like it, it just worked. Everything worked. Uh, from one of my favorite aspects of the film, the uh, the talking heads, like the documentary aspect in the beginning. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I absolutely love that. And I th- honestly, I feel the movie could have used a little bit more of that. I thought that was really cool. But yeah, everything is awesome in this movie. The score is probably Hans Zimmer's best, in my estimation. Uh, the effects are great. Uh, the story is great. Uh, yeah, I love everything about Interstellar now. It really works for me as both an experience and as a as a story. Wow. So that's like a that's a big one eighty. Yes, yes, it was. It's crazy that how much I love this movie now. Like, I really, I want to watch it again. Wow. So yeah, the, uh, the thing, the thing looks gorgeous. Uh, it sounds great. Uh, McConaughey gives a great performance. So does Anne Hathaway. Um, yeah, love this thing. Of course, Jessica Chastain always, always, a, always a delight. It's really, it's really great to see her. Uh, Give give the the something what to uh, Casey Affleck? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, screw that guy. He sucks. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad you Take enjoyed that, it. sad boy. <laughs> I think at this point you may like it more than I do because I think I do. Yeah, I I, I didn't have a chance to rewatch it this week because I love I love outer space. I think space is cool and space travel is like something I like reading about. And if I can see it in a, in a movie like this, hell yeah. It's it's funny because like the one aspect of it which I don't like is uh, is Matt Damon and his entire plot line, and uh, uh, the the middle of the movie in which or it's like kind of towards the end like end of Act Two when it's Matthew McConaughey right who fights Matt Damon on that planet yeah yeah, yeah. and I thought it was pretty cool I liked the Matt Damon thing I like how it's like the he's the Black Lodge version of his his character from The Martian. <laughs> Which came out like a year later. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. Um, and I remember when the movie came out, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, wasn't Matt Damon just stranded in space? <laughs> we're, we're doing this again." I never bought that plot line. I always thought it was just, it was just a a cringeworthy plot line. And and cutting in between that fight and the 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 cornfield on Earth is brilliant with Chastain. I don't think the edit the editing back and forth works so well. You need to rewatch this. I'll need to because I know what he was trying to do, okay? Because like that's what he does in Dunkirk and Inception, right? He <laughs> he doesn't give a he doesn't give a damn about uh, real time like uh, time structure narrative. Nor should he. No, and he was re I I dug the hell out of it in Inception and in Dunkirk. But I just did not buy it in Interstellar. I do, I, well, Inception, it's really cool because he's going from dream to dream. Yeah, that makes a lot to more reality. Sense. Yeah, like that's more connected. That's that's that makes a lot more sense than let's say Dunkirk and even yeah. in Interstellar. I don't think it works at all. I'll just say that I, I, I need to rewatch. I'm, you do. I don't hate the movie. I went in. I went in not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. I was. I kind of put it on begrudgingly. I was like, "Oh, I got to prep for Dunkirk, so I'm going to go watch the the last movie he made." Yeah, I don't hate it, but it's and it just didn't. Not it didn't my feel favorite. as long this time either. Because how, how long is it, how long is it? Sorry, it's like two thirty. Like, oh Jesus! I think it's like two fifty. Oh, two fifty. Jeez. Yeah, it long. Eh, I don't think the runtime ever bothered me, but. Because uh, remember when I first saw it, I was like, "This is like nine hours long." <laughs> what has happened? Yeah, it's two hours and forty nine minutes. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh boy. He, he really he really goes hard in the paint with that one. But I'll give Interstellar another shot. Do it. Uh, I should. I should. Okay, so that's you, Interstellar. You're now yes. one. Can you say now that you love Interstellar? Yes. Oh wow! So that's a huge turn. I even went back and updated my best of 2014 list and added it. So that's a thing. Wow. So okay, let's go to another one that you hated. Now, this is one we've talked about many times on the show. Yes. I should make like a clip reel of how many times Inception has been brought <laughs> up. Because I love Inception. That's my Me number. Me too. It's my no- <laughs> You're jumping ahead. You Sorry. hated it. I loved it. I did. It. Uh, I it- did. I, I hated this movie with a fiery passion because I was of the, of the school where it's about dreams. Don't explain anything about dreams because they're dreams. But you know what? This movie could use some explanation, and it really works to its benefit. So now, okay. Uh, this is and more- I realize that, like, I love that it's basically a James Bond movie in Dreams mixed with a horror movie. A horror movie? Because, I- fun fact, Maul is terrifying. That, that is true. She is terrifying. And uh, originally the movie had more horror overtones, but he, like, toned them down. But Which is good, because it works when you get... Glimpses of glimpses of horror, and anything that any scene that she's in is like haunting. Like when she looks at the looks at Ellen Page, like what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, that's scary. I don't like that. <laughs> but yeah, no, this has very strong horror overtones, and I enjoy it. Oh, I... it's a James Bond horror movie, and it's super cool. I can't believe you made a 180 on this because those been... effects are impressive. Oh, it's crazy. That Matt Curione now this is, is the world we live in is now pro Inception because it wasn't. At least t- there's one good thing in the world, right? <laughs> because I love this movie, I love it so much. I actually it's pretty, have you watched pretty it? Good. Say again. It's pretty pretty good. Yeah, I've watched it uh, a few weeks ago, I think, and I talked about it on the show. Um, and then I I rewatched the opening like a few nights ago. Uh, and I, I didn't finish the whole thing because it was pretty late and not late at night. But I love it's a that, long movie. I love that opening. It, but it's about two and a half hours, right? Yeah, you know, I went kind of like it's. Not, it wasn't a one eighty. It was like the first time I saw it, I came out of it thinking, "Huh, I don't know what to make of it." Huh, <laughs> huh. I, I I did that, and then I had friends who I saw it with. They came, they came out. They came. Ah, I can't talk. I had problem talking this last week. It's fine. <sighs> I came out of it with my friends and they were like oh that was that was amazing like uh it was uh, it was like just so uh it was like a, a great mind puzzle it it's it had everything in it good action i go uh-huh <laughs> yeah uh uh-huh. and i remember i remember distinctly uh-huh sure it did yeah i was like okay. lying in bed thinking what is wrong with me why <laughs> why didn't i get inception but then i saw it again like like a few days later, then Your again, brain and again. Melted. No, I got it. I I did it. Yeah, it, I love this movie, and that opening. I think the one thing that took me out of it when I first saw it, the opening, did a. Again, he's 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 a trickster, because in the trailers you're like, oh, they're gonna, that scamp. They're gonna go in dreams, and that's gonna be it, right? But in the first, no, they're gonna go into dreams and other dreams. Exactly, side of the dreams. It threw me for again. It threw me for a loop, as Nolan let's does. Th- and then, for good measure, let's throw in another dream. Exactly. Why not? Because at first, 
action sequence. Well, I guess that first sequence when he goes into the dream and then they go, oh, you're inside of another dream. I go, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, yeah the James Bond intro. <laughs> yeah. And then Shirley Bassey starts singing Inception. <laughs> she starts singing. It's great. Wait, maybe we watched a different version. I don't know. Yeah, maybe the version you saw is like a fan edit where it's just, it's 100% just a Bond movie. They have I'm like fine a- with this. <laughs> this is as close to a Bond movie as we'll ever get. For, that's for sure. From uh, Christopher Nolan. A Nolan Bond movie, as well, I should say. Even even when I saw Batman Begins, I was like, this is just this is just like a uh, a Bond film like with Batman in it. Yeah, yeah. So it's too bad he's not going to do a, a, a Bond movie any, anytime soon. I don't think we shall see. I don't know. Uh, you never know. Maybe maybe in like ten years we'll see one by him. But it's not happening now. He's too busy making Dunkirk's. <laughs> Making the Dunkirk. Making the Dunkirk. Dunkirk Cinematic Universe. So yes, you like Inception. You like Interstellar. Yeah. Now you're you're more on board as being a Nolan fan, right? Yes, I am more on board now. Oh, uh, so it's it, like it's, I, it's been quarter right. It, it, and what happened was, I think it was all the uh, Christopher Nolan hot takes on Twitter that really forced me to reevaluate his work. Yeah, because yeah. I have a feeling that. Say Twitter was around somehow in the 70s, you would be having the same arguments online with random people about, say, like a Stanley Kubrick, who always did his own thing and gave zero fucks about what anyone thought. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He is basically like, that's the analog here for Christopher Nolan. Like in the Twitter sphere, you would have people going, uh, you know, hey... Kubrick is boring. He's so full of himself. And then you'd have, you know, everyone else going, actually, no, he's really good. It's like, oh, uh, Kubrick shot this in 70mm, and we should go see it in 70mm. And everybody's like, nope. Actually, back then, they would have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, they go, I'm going to see this in 35mm. Screw 70mm. <laughs> Those dinosaurs. <laughs> Boo. Anyway. So. Yes. You're, okay. So, it, it, it. It's actually quite a 180 from last week's episode because you went... Isn't it? It is. You you really were not on board with Nolan back then. No, a week I really ago. Only liked, I really only liked a few of his movies. Uh-huh. But now you like a lot more. Have you seen everything of his now? No, I have uh, three more to go. Which ones? I need to see Following. Yes. Which I noticed is on Netflix, so I'll be watching that. There you go. It's good. I need to, I need to see Insomnia. That one is also good. And I need to see Memento. That one is his best. That's what people tell me. Imagine, because like, somebody told me this after Inception came out. They're like, oh, Inception is boring because he's just basically remaking Memento. And I go, how is that not amazing? He 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 takes like some of the main concepts from Memento and he makes them yeah. into like, like we, like we said earlier, man, like a James Bond movie about dreams within dreams within dreams yeah so What's yeah not cool about that so I'm, i think you'll like memento it's that's it's what an, i'm hearing it's another crazy i've actually i've actually been putting it off for years out of spite to uh piss <laughs> off johnny oh yes yeah uh, your guest on the on the dunkirk yeah. segment johnny yep you got to see memento you got to see memento fuck you <laughs> <laughs> but now you have to see memento yes Yes. I only have three to go. I might as yeah. well watch the rest, right? Yeah, and they're all they're all good. I don't think there's a no. Oh, I always do this. Okay, you let's do. let's end with the Prestige. 
Yes, my favorite movie of his. I was just about and to one say one of my favorite movies of all time. I was just about to say <laughs> there's not a Nolan movie I don't like. That you is need a, to revisit this. That is a lie. I yeah, you need to rewatch this. Hate the prestige. Yeah, I what the hell's wrong with you? Hate it so much. It's perfect. What is wrong with you? I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, I don't know why, because it's perfect. I think I'm, I think I told this story before, but I'll just quickly tell it again. In theaters, I was there opening day. I remember the end happening. And I guess at this point, what, it's 10 years old, so yeah, um, it's, it's not ruining anything. The The end happens, and of course, like it, there's a twist. Uh, there's two twists, actually, right? Uh, oh, I forget. But the first twist happens, I go... Okay, then the second, twi- the second twist happens. I go, oh, oh god! I just wanted to leave. I, somebody else left before me because he was just tired of that shit too. Oh, I love that. Oh, so then I saw it again. Okay, the last time I saw it was a long time ago. I think it was maybe five years ago. Oh Jesus! You need to rewatch this. But I was like in the same position as I am now. I'm like, I don't like it. I don't like it. And then I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. I gave it the best of shots okay <laughs> I did because around that time I rewatched other movies from uh, Wes Anderson that, that I didn't like like I, at that point uh, I turned around on Darjeeling Limited I, I okay I was like pretty I, good movie I was like I don't like it that's all I can go oh I was wrong so it was like a time in my life where I'm like saying oh I, I can fully admit that I'm wrong so I tried with the prestige I tried nope Still hate it. <laughs> Still oh, don't damn. like it. I love it. I love uh, uh, rewatching it this time. Even knowing all the twists and turns, everything worked for me. Like just uh, all the reveals at the end, every, everything worked. I just—it's one of those movies that sweeps me away, and I just go along for the ride. Um, and I just love magic. And this is this movie works as a magic trick, and it—it it just really works for me. It's my favorite of his. I don't think he'll top it for me. Uh, well, for me, he's topped it with every. Other I think movie. you need to rewatch this. Yeah, I, I I will. It's on Netflix, isn't it? Is it? I think so. I think last I checked, it was oh, it was on one of the streaming services. Okay. It was very easy for me to access. Last I remember, I'll give it a shot. Okay. How about this, Matt? If I if I uh, am going to redeem myself in your eyes, would I would I go with the Prestige or Lucy? Prestige. Okay. It's a far better film. Jesus. <laughs> I'm just making sure. Lucy's just dumb fun. You- the, the, the Prestige is like... I, I hate to say this. The Prestige is like an actual movie. <laughs> you gave me a lot of guff for, for falling asleep during Lucy last week. I did, but The Prestige is a better movie. I did not fall asleep. Like, by far. I didn't fall asleep during The Prestige because I was just uh, enraptured by my hatred of it. Um, I don't know. It's... <sighs> Matt, uh, I, I'll try again. I will. This will be like the I think one and only time I've tried three times to huh. to like appreciate something that I missed before. It works because <sighs> like uh, it just I, works. Okay, I'll, I'll try. I try again because it it, it 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 is literally the one thing I hate of his That's and everything crazy. else. Everything else I love, love or like. You know, it's my favorite of his. Okay. Followed by Dunkirk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try again. So that's that's Nolan. That's who that yeah, guy he's is. pretty good, folks. He's pretty good. He's pretty you good. Check out his work. He's uh, he does some stuff. Speaking of good things, uh, we we should have had somebody on who like hates 
this next movie because uh, oh so we could have just had anyone on <laughs> literally anyone. we are like the two people who like valerian city of a thousand planets yeah this movie was fun that, as hell that, that, that's what it's called right yeah how could you hate a movie where someone wears like a jellyfish hat <laughs> come on this movie's so weird but it's not as weird as i thought it was gonna be the trailers made it out to seem like this weird like acid trip soup but it's not that. It's just like it's just a really good like action adventure heist movie. I think for me with any- Rihanna. <laughs> for me, I think the trailer sold it. Like it, what I, I walked into it expecting what the trailer sold, and I got that. Like I know what I was in for is what I'm saying, and I was like, okay, it fulfilled all my wants. In a in a movie made by Luc Besson that, that's, yeah. that's in space that has crazy creature design, production design, everything it, it, it falls in line with that. I got what I wanted. Like, what else could you want? I don't know. I don't know what people expect when they walk into this. Like, wh- yeah, like what were you expecting? Because it's it's freaking Luc Besson. It, it's yeah, a, it's, it's it's this crazy ass French man going nuts in space again. Yeah. What what is up with you? <laughs> Uh, but yes, this, this is a bomb in every sense of the word. Nobody likes it. None of the critics uh, didn't make any money. It, it's making money overseas. The, this morning I read that in France, It's of course, it's huge. Of course it is. It's going to yeah. be the biggest hit of the year over there. Yeah. You kidding me? But hey, uh, we liked it. Yeah, I, I love this thing. I, there's like one thing I didn't like about it. Uh, what one? What part? The Rihanna thing. Her oh, I love the Rihanna entire thing. plot line. I think could have been excised. Uh, ah, she was a good time. I guess it's the movie is like uh, she plays it? a giant blue blob thing. It's fun. It's almost two hours and twenty minutes. If they yeah. cut, if they cut that, I would have. I, I would have liked the movie a little, a little bit more because I think it drags during that part. I don't think. Okay, I love Rihanna. I do. I don't think she's a great actress in this anyway. No, she's not great at all. But I mean, no, no, no. She's Rihanna. She's Rihanna. Um, but uh, I, I could have done without her plotline. Although by the end of it, it becomes kind of fun. Like uh, like when they, I can't even describe the plot. <laughs> Neither can I. But uh, when what's his face? When but it's a movie that I will be rewatching. When 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 Dan over and over again. When Dan DeHaan, Don DeHaan, and Rihanna go and rescue Cara Delevingne. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Uh, when they go and rescue her, it's neither the, can I. <laughs> it's it, it's a fun little action sequence. So, and she's wearing that crazy hat, and the guy has like a melon baller. He's yeah. like, I'm gonna eat your brain. What? See, see that's that that is that is fun. I love that. What and is this movie? Of course, people listening who who haven't seen it, and there are many of you, you have no idea, huh. you have no idea what we're talking about. But trust us, if you like the Fifth Element, if you like the craziest parts of the Fifth Element, yes, like the the zaniest moments. That's all this is. Yeah. And I think it has some good. It has, there's like a, one action sequence where Dan DeHaan is is uh, chasing down these. Again, the plot is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's chasing down these aliens in this space station, and he's like breaking through walls as he does it. Yes. It's like one continuous take. My mouth was like agape. I was like, Yeah, it's wild. This is amazing. So yeah, so that happens a lot through this movie. The, the action set pieces. Are pretty damn good, and it's, yeah, they're spectacular. It's super inventive. I love the creature design. I'm a fan of the two leads. Me too. Okay, I think they're pretty good. 
uh, Don DeHaan is doing a weird Keanu Reeves, Bruce Willis thing. Is I, I don't remember how he he speaks in real life, but he remind he's like doing something. He's trying to act like a tough guy action hero, but he's not. But it works for me because he's kind of that person, that character. He's like, oh, I'm this big tough guy, and I talk like Keanu Reeves. It's weird, but I like it. Yeah, it's it's weird, but I like it. And uh, this is the first time I've liked her in anything. Car- that's, a, that's fun. Kara Delevingne. Yeah, uh, whatever. I like her. Kara. Let's call her Kara. She's. She. I like. I, I like her in this. Um, I mean, she- let's. She has, let's, let's, she has charisma. I mean, I've really only seen her in um, Suicide Squad, and the less said about that piece of shit, the better. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, she's she has like a sort of charisma that uh, could be used. Uh, I want to say, what, what, what am I trying to say? I can see her in other movies, like in the com in comedies or in, in other action films, and. Uh, with the right hands, like she'd be like an incredible like like force. People would would say, "Oh, like she's actually a great actress." You know, it's it sucks that she's in this that not many people like or will see. But I think in any, in anything else, like uh, some of this has like a wider appeal. People would be like, "Oh, like she's perfect." So she has that capability. I think she's delighting, delightful. Yeah. She's delighting, and she wear delightful. and she wears a jellyfish hat. Come on. <laughs> Uh, but it, it's crazy. I mean, I, I I like this movie. You like this movie. Yeah. We, we may be the we may be insane. You and I. But we may be the only ambassadors of this movie. Yeah. Possibly. But I say go see it. If it's still playing by the time this comes out, this episode, um, which may not be the case. But if you can find a screening, go do it. Okay. Uh, don't see it in three D. I did not see it in three D. I just saw it two D. But from what I hear, the 3D is not that great. I also saw it in 2D, so... So, just see it in 2D, okay? Go to, like, a matinee show, if you can, like, on a Saturday afternoon or something. Um, but, uh, again, expect zaniness, expect... Okay, then, the you act- know, then again, you know, by the time this episode comes out, it's not even going to be in theaters, so uh, who cares? <laughs> see it on Blu-ray, see it on VOD. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm just not... Just see it. it. It's, it's, uh, it's frustrating, because it, it, it'll make its money overseas... Uh, it's, yeah, it's yeah not, it definitely will. It's not like a movie like uh, It Comes at Night or A Ghost Story, where it's like, oh, it's like an indie film where your support is definitely necessary, or like the no, big six. No, this was a $200 million no, no, blockbuster. This was, <laughs> this was a blockbuster movie. Um, I'm not going to say support it, but I'll just say check it out, okay? Uh, yeah, that, 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 that's what I'll say. If it's still playing, just check it out, okay? It, it, it's a fun time. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, it's a good time. Do it. Yeah. Oh, so that's Valerian, City of a Thousand Planets. Now, what is this thing you put on the schedule, on, on the docket, Matt? Oh. What is this? Because I don't know what you're talking about. It's a stupid little YouTube movie called The Rock and Siri Dominate the Day. And it's basically a commercial for the iPhone where The Rock tries to, you know, knock things off his bucket list around the world, hanging out with his phone, and he, they have conversations. <laughs> So it's a commercial? Kinda, yeah. I don't know, it's it's really dumb, but you know, for a commercial it's pretty entertaining and the effects are great and the action sequences are cool. How long is it's it? It's like f- four minutes. It's four minutes? Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> why? Because, I don't know, because why not? I had four minutes to kill the other day and I watched this, so there it is. Uh, it's on YouTube, check it out. It's do, you fun. Know, do you know who directed this? No. No? 
Oh, come on. No, no, there's no, like, directors listed or anything. It's just The Rock and Siri, dominate the day. Well, there you go, folks. Check it's it fun. Out. I don't know. It's a stupid-ass commercial, but I had a blast watching it. Uh, well, I'm trying to find the, the director of this. I can't find the director. Yeah, no one can. It was directed by Siri. <laughs> uh, it, was, uh, it was directed by uh, Apple Maps. <laughs> Google Maps? No, oh, yeah, Apple Maps. It would be Apple Maps. Do you use Apple Maps? Yeah. Why? Google Maps is so I, much better. I just yell at Siri. I'm like, hey, Siri, take me home. And then Siri goes to Apple Maps and takes me home. They've improved it a lot lately. Google Maps like it, it, is so much better. Yeah, I don't know. I just use the Apple Maps because it's there. Fine. Fair enough. Anyway, Completely so- hands-free driving. I can't have my hand on a phone going to hitting the Google Maps app. Ah, fair enough. I- it's easier just to say, hey, Siri, take me home, and then it takes me home. <laughs> then the, the, the nice British man takes me home. It's lovely. <laughs> oh, you, you have a British man as your Siri. Of course I do. I have the female. Oh, that's weird. Why? Siri is it's, a female. Why wouldn't I want a British butler? Isn't that the dream of every child? Ah, fair enough. Don't you want your own Jeeves? You're living the dream. I am. Carlo has an Australian man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should change my accent. Of, uh, it's fun. It's it's super fun. You can have a, you can have a British lady too, but it's not as fun. Ooh, a British lady. I like British ladies. Who doesn't? Speaking of British ladies, uh, Full Metal Jackets. Uh, Stanley Kubrick was from Brooklyn, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he did turn England into Vietnam for his film Full Metal Jacket, and uh, I just want to talk about this real quick. I watched it for. Stanley Kubrick's birthday, uh, the other day he would have turned 89 if he was still with us, and so I decided to watch the first Stanley Kubrick I ever saw when I was a kid, which was Full Metal Jacket, and I just want to address something that's been bugging me forever. Everyone says that the first half is great and the second half is boring, uh, and I want to say that you're boring. Um, it, both halves are legitimately great, it's just that, you know... People lose interest when a loud man isn't screaming in their face for an hour. <laughs> and it's also fascinating to see uh, how much a- Adam Baldwin is not acting in this movie. Uh, you know, because he's really a piece of shit yeah. who's racist. So, you know, no, he didn't have to act to be in this movie. He was just playing himself. And I'm sure Kubrick was like, oh, you're such a great actor, Adam. And he's like, yes, actor. <laughs> sure. Acting, yes. <laughs> So yeah, no, I love Full Metal Jacket. It's one of my favorites by uh, Stanley Kubrick. I mean, uh, when I first watched it, I think I was under... I was uh, that stupid to say, oh, the the first half is better than the second half. But both halves work well with each other. I, I, I can't imagine one half without the other. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's performance will always haunt me. Yes. Yeah, it's really, really good, and it's shocking that it wasn't even considered for the Oscars. Like, oh, it's insane. probably his best performance. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, but yeah, I, I need to revisit it. I haven't seen it in a long time. I, I think yeah, it's, it's really good. The first time I saw it, I was in like seventh grade. I was a little kid <laughs> watching <laughs> Full Metal Jacket on VHS. Should not have been watching Full Metal Jacket. No, no, no. But hey, it was my intro to Kubrick, so... Good for that. I think my first Kubrick was The Shining. That's a lot of people's first, but uh, yeah. I think I watched that like right after. Ah, uh, yes. And then I did 2001, and then I was like, what? Huh? It's like after, oh, who is this man? After my first watch of Inception, I was like, huh? What? Who is what's, this bearded gentleman? 
is. But yeah, happy happy uh, belated birthday to Kubrick. Yep, would have been eighty nine. Would have been eighty nine. Imagine him he on was Twitter. Pretty good. Imagine him on Twitter. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, you'd 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 want him to be like the happy guy on Twitter, like Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, but you know that he wouldn't be. <laughs> Although, like, uh, you have like William Friedkin, who's not that old. Who's like what, like, s- or late sixties, early seventies? I think he's in his eighties. Is he in his eighties, Friedkin? No way. Yeah, I, look at yeah. Up. Hold on. Hello. Uh, no, 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 I'm I'm looking this up. Give me a second. He's eighty one. He's eighty one. Yes. I thought he was Tweet, younger than tweeting that. Tweeting up a storm. Okay, he, if Kubrick were alive, he'd be like William Friedkin, and William Friedkin is just he—he's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's a smart enough Twitter guy. He yeah, is, he's pretty savvy with Twitter, and yeah. you know, he uses it to his advantage, and he likes pr- 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 promote other people's work. Yeah, because because well, uh, he always likes to say, "Oh, this movie, this new horror movie, is like one of the best I've ever seen," which is cool. Yeah. Although he says it a lot. <laughs> But maybe he, you know, just really likes horror movies. Maybe and he's he does. Like constantly surprised. Yeah. So that was Stanley Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket, and let's, yeah, it's great. Let's go com- completely the opposite way. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, I don't know why I decided to spend a Saturday night watching. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Why? Why'd you watch this? Watching Spawn. They showed at the Draft House or some shit. No, it was on Netflix. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I did not pay for this. Although paying for my Netflix subscription kind of says I'm I'm paying for the movies yeah. I watch, right? So maybe I should have pulled a Jeremy and just illegally downloaded it or something. Because man, actually, you know what? I'm not going to keep hammering on how bad this movie is because I watched the whole thing. It's not that bad. It took me two nights, but it's it's okay it's for not- a '90s superhero movie. Uh, yeah, it's still you know okay. it's not that bad, <clears throat> but it's still pretty bad. Though. It's still I mean, it's not bad. on a level of like a Batman Forever, you know. But no, it's it's, it's watchable. It is, and no. Mar- and and Martin Sheen is having a blast playing the bad guy. I say for sure it is immensely watchable. Okay, yeah. on two levels, like one level, some of the effects. I'll say some of that the effects. Cape, some of the effects work. Some some. Yes. Keyword being like, some, some okay, like the the spawn like mask. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that you see like that you saw in, like every trailer when this came out. Which like the is makeup it? effects are good. I like yeah uh, the makeup like Zamo. Yeah, clown looks awesome. Yeah, all that that works. Okay, but then you get to <laughs> showing like uh, the devil in hell, Mount Bolgia. What is even that? Is that is the worst special effects I maybe have ever seen. <laughs> in any movie, or at least a Ever. movie, at least a movie that is of like, this scale of this scale budget. Exactly, I'm, I'm looking through now. This had a budget of forty million, which is still a lot. And yeah. they they couldn't put any of it to this this <laughs> this demon character. What what's, what's this guy's name again? Malboja. Malboja. I don't. I haven't read yeah. Spawn comics, so I don't know. I apologize. I've read a few Spawn comics, um, but in a. When you're done discussing this, I'd like to discuss my favorite spawn. But go on. Yeah, uh, let me just wrap this up because what else is there to say? Yeah, it's watchable because half the time I'm like, oh, you know, this is close to being a good movie. Uh, if they made a sequel, maybe they could have pulled it off if they had a better director. If they had maybe Guillermo del Toro, yeah, I, it would have been amazing. But no, it's uh, 
it's a lot of it is painful to see now, like twenty years later. Yes, it is. It's about to, it, the twentieth anniversary is approaching, August first. It, oh, I, I can't believe it. I, I, I'm like, have I ever seen this? Because I, I was, saw this in theaters. No, ah, <sighs> oh, that's crazy. I, I, oh I, yeah. When I was watching it, I go, oh, I have seen this. I saw this on VHS when I was a kid. But, you know, for, for good reason. I, I completely cleared it out of my mind for 20 years. But no, uh, whatever the hell Michael Sheen is doing... I'm oh, sorry, Martin Sheen. Whatever Martin Michael Sheen... Sheen's, Michael Sheen is the British man. <laughs> uh, so I get my Sheens mixed up. Martin, Sheen, Martin Sheen is doing like a gruff, w- weird... I don't know what kind of accent he's doing. It's like, I'm, I, I'm the bad guy in this movie. This is how I'm going to sound like. He, <laughs> this is like <laughs> pre West pre West Wing going for the fences as a bad guy. It's it's bizarre. But hey, I I do like Michael uh, Michael Ja White as yeah, as of fun. Dark Knight fame. Yeah. So I kind of wish this would have been a would have been a franchise. Maybe other directors could have handled it a lot better. Yeah, it's, it's too bad. So yeah, Spawn. It's. Some of it is truly some of the worst, worst things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But then uh, overall, I'm like, it's 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 okay, okay. But it's on Netflix, so there it's you on go. Netflix, yeah. So if you have but, if you have nothing else to watch, if you've you seen you everything watch, else, you know what you what? should watch instead. What you should load up that HBO Go app and watch <laughs> Todd McFarlane's Spawn. Oh gosh, the, the cartoon from the late '90s, and it is so good. It's funny you mention that because you got Keith David playing Spawn and he is Spawn. Oh yeah, that's I, I need to see that series. Oh my god, it's great. I used to stay up really late and watch that. Oh my god. It's funny you mention that because like um like right after I saw Spawn, I went on Twitter and it was pure coincidence that somebody had tweeted out uh, a clip from the show with because uh, I haven't seen the show, obviously. Oh, the show's real good. Are there clips? No, sorry. Does the show begin with like Todd McFarlane like saying, like giving like an introduction and saying, "Hey, here's what this episode's about." Maybe. Because somebody was sharing clips. Because the version I have doesn't have that. I have the DVD. Interesting. Like, that might be like under the bonus features or something. Yeah. <laughs> like instead of instead of like the log lady intros, you get the Todd intros. Yeah, but uh, it was hilarious. I, I I need to forward it to you because Todd, Todd McFarlane is like definitely do. He's like, um, imagine you're, imagine you're about to die, and you get two options: <laughs> you either go straight to hell, or you watch your best friend screw your wife. I'm Todd McFarlane, creative response. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is so '90s. <laughs> and I just heard him talk um, like a, a few days ago because he he was at Comic Con promoting his new. And yes, I guess that's another reason why I watched. Oh, it. the movie he's been teasing for twenty years. Yeah, I guess that, that's another reason why this came to mind. I'm like, oh, I need to revisit. That has like no budget. I need to, I need to revisit this Spawn before the new Spawn comes out eventually. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got we'll, he's got. We'll all be dead in the ground. He's got Blumhouse helping him out, so maybe it'll come together. Maybe I doubt it. <laughs> anyway, um, Todd McFarlane will die sad and alone. <laughs> Because that movie will never happen. Uh, that's a good way to end this segment. Just uh, talk with, a shout out to Tom McFarlane. We hope you die alone. Jesus. <sighs> Speaking of sad and alone. Ooh, nice transition. Thank you. Um, I We revisited um, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, and I hadn't seen it in about 10 years. 
and yeah, it pretty much holds up for the most part. I mean, sure, some of the humor is dated, but other than that, yeah, this is still a really good story, and uh, mostly thanks to Steve Carell's performance and Catherine Keener, who is the uh, hidden weapon, like the secret weapon of this movie, because she gives it a lot of heart, and you can't just you can't help but fall in love with her whenever she's on screen, unless it's Get Out, and then you don't like her. <laughs> but yeah, no, this movie is uh, still really good. It holds up. It's still really funny. And yeah, I like it. I I've gone on the record as saying I like Judd Apatow movies, and this is one of my favorites of his. I revisited this right before I think Trainwreck came out. So I was like, what, like two years ago? I mean, I, uh, yeah, I, I still like the movie. I like it, but some of the jokes because it's only been what like thirteen years or something. Yeah, some of the jokes have not aged well. Oh it, no, not at all. Because because comedy and. For, you know, for good reason. There are some jokes we don't say anymore. So there are some words we don't say anymore. I was, I was actually mm-hmm. just having a conversation with a friend about this before before we, we recorded. Um, yeah, you could definitely sense that. Like a lot, of, a lot has changed in ten years. Yeah, and that's the impression I got from it. Like I still like the movie a lot, but just the jokes themselves have not aged tremendously well. So that's what happens it, it, but it's crazy seeing a comedy from 10 years ago 10 plus years ago and seeing that difference in, in comedies yeah. like today so it's interesting and I think I mentioned this before um, another Judd Apatow movie that has not aged well is like um, oh god what's that movie the one with uh, with Leslie Mann and uh, I don't know. Why, why am I blanking you mean his wife <laughs> they all have Leslie Mann in them <laughs> yeah because she's married to him and Paul Rudd. They just celebrated their 20th anniversary. How cute. Uh, this Knocked is, Up? This is 40. Oh, the sequel to Knocked Up. Yes. There there are jokes in there that have Still not aged... Still haven't seen it. No, there, there are jokes in there that have not aged well at all. Like, there's... there's well, not politically correct uh, on that level. Not that. But jokes like... Oh, I've like... Seen, I've seen some clips where, you know, Albert Brooks talks about selling his children, and that made me laugh a lot. <laughs> Uh, Paul Rudd's character says, "Oh, I'm worried about like our daughter. Like she's she spent all day yesterday watching Lost. Like, and this was like pre Netflix binging. I'm like, that's what everybody does. Like, they, they spend an entire day watching Lost episodes. And like, well, also, I mean, in, you have 40 year old version where they work in like a Circuit City. Those don't exist anymore. <laughs> True. So, it I guess it's one thing where yeah, like these comedies are kind of like rooted in their time. So and." things change that's my point folks is time passes and it's a race to the end and we hope we get there last yes <laughs> I, I saved that spot that was good uh, uh, and oh god okay uh, I can't tra- I can't transition to that to this uh, we didn't talk about this last week I don't know why yeah I know right that's weird uh, but we should talk about it now so we recently lost George A. Romero okay uh, I love the man. Uh, I've seen a lot of what he's done. I need to see more. Like, um, I like Creepshow. <laughs> we've talked about Creepshow and Creepshow 2. Uh, he directed Creepshow. He yes. he had a hand in Creepshow 2. He didn't direct it. He was like it. a producer on it, yeah. I think he co-wrote it, I think, as well. Yeah. Uh, but I I love the man. Like He, he, uh, he made the... The, the zombie films he made the zombie genre what it is he created it um, that's why Walking Dead is so popular it's because of George Romero um, 
I mean, we can't fault him for that. I am uh, so thankful that that show is a thing that exists. <laughs> we're, we're thankful. I mean, for those, if anybody out there, we've talked about. He Walking wasn't Dead. thankful. He wasn't thankful. I've read interviews where he's like, "Yeah, that show ruined everything." <laughs> so screw Walking Dead. I guess my point is, the zombie genre is as popular as it is because of Romero, and because we should of him, yeah. we, we should be giving him credit for everything. So we should. It's too bad we. It's too bad when he was alive we didn't. Okay, I, I can't imagine him getting, you know, restitution like payment for like every single episode of Walking Dead. I don't think that ever happened. No, I doubt it. Uh, but anyway, but uh, but yeah. So we we owe a lot of like in what we see in horror and yeah, not just zombie movies, but horror in general to yeah. Romero. Like I uh, when the the the, the day he died, Jordan Peele tweeted out like, <laughs> "Oh, you know, Romero did it first because." Uh, he, he, I think he posted a, a, a screenshot of Night of the Living Dead, uh, where our, like the lead, uh, the the African American lead is holding like a gun, you know, very, 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 very reminiscent to Get Out. So, yeah, yeah. Romero didn't invent the, genre, the zombie genre, but he definitely revitalized it and made it his own. Yeah, he made it distinctly what it is now. Uh, he, yeah, he, he like laid down the the ground rules for it. Yes, headshots, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. But yeah, I love the man, and I decided to rewatch some of his movies. Like first, I watched Day of the Dead because I recently bought that. Hey, it's my favorite one. Uh, it's it still holds up. It it may hold up now more than before because something that Romero has always done is put in you know socio political like issues in his movies, and here it's yeah, like, he's, he was uh, pretty good at that. And here he and Day of the Dead, he has a whole you know the the. The military complex versus like the the the, the, the scientific, you know, uh, clearer head, <laughs> kind of like rash, rational point of view. Kind you of mean classic. real life right now? <laughs> exactly. I again, like I shouldn't be the science su- and facts are bad. I shouldn't be the surprised when you have a character saying, "Look at the facts. Look at the science. We're doing something important. You can't take away, you know, our 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 tools and our resources because if you do, like we're fucked." Like, and then the leaders in the group go, "Yeah, fuck you." Yeah, exactly. Although I will say, Frankenstein, the doctor in the movie, he he does kind of go like off the rails, you know. Well, of course he does. <laughs> He's a mad scientist. Of course he does. But it's it's for, a horror movie with a mad scientist. It's for science, though. If yes, if he was onto something. Uh, if 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 he would have continued his research, he could have like curved the whole zombie epidemic and had zombies working for humans. But no, yeah. but no, the 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 general in charge just wanted just to. But we kill. only got Bub. Uh, we and Bub saved the day. I love Bub. Bub's the best. But Day of the Dead, it is my second favorite. Okay, okay first goes, one would be Dawn, right? Dawn would be my first. Which I I did not see Dawn this week, although I'm going to see it you know soon. I have that on uh, on DVD. Have that the, the appara- three disc set, right? Yeah, apparently, and now it's like a out of print limited edition. Of course, it is like super expensive online if you want to buy it. You know, set. Of course, it is. Why wouldn't it be? It, it, it came out like like fifteen years ago or something. Uh, it, yeah, the Dawn of the Dead set is like three discs. No, four discs. Three of them have different versions of the movie, like the European cuts, the theatrical, and the uh, unrated special edition. I don't know. Anyway. I'll see those this week, but uh, but hey, I saw the 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 other zombie movie in that first trilogy. I saw Night of the Living Dead, 
Um, but I saw that in a theater at the draft I house. See it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I decided we. I, I decided we should just uh, not do that catchphrase anymore. <laughs> uh huh. We should just move on and like make new catchphrases. Uh huh. <laughs> yes, I saw it at the draft house, Matt. Jerk. <sighs> They, they, they've been having memorial uh, George A. Romero screenings all week with Night of the Living Dead, and they just announced that they're screening, um, what was it, one of his first movies uh, in a theater next week, which I'm going to. But no, I, I could not pass up the chance to see Night of the Living Dead in a theater, like at midnight. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. There weren't too many people there. There were like maybe 10 people. But man, I had... Uh, Again, super surreal seeing this movie uh, in a theater in 2017 when a lot of the same shit that's happening then is still happening uh-huh. now. It's it's brutal. It is. It, Neither Living Dead talks about you know race relations and how we deal with like the other and how yeah. humans are so merciful. Oh, sorry, yeah, okay. unmerciful. Okay, I was going to say, I'm like, wait, what? No, we They're weren't. We're unmerciful. No, we're not. Okay. There you go. Uh, humans suck. They do. Did you know that? I knew that. No, they really That's do. A little, not a lot of people know that. No, it's 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 a surprising <laughs> revelation. And Night of the Living Dead still uh, holds up. The the final moments, if you haven't... Okay, uh, Night of the Living Dead, I think at this point, is still under... It's still like free. You can see it free online. Yeah, it's the public domain. Public domain. Uh, it, that, that, that's like due to some rights issues. Like Romero didn't uh, grab the rights to it. Like after like the rights lapsed, I don't know. Yeah, it, that was a mistake. But hey, but I think uh, pretty soon we're going to see like a, an official remastered edition. Like that's what they tell me on Criterion. Hopefully, I would die because um, I think Jonas Film owns the rights to the restoration. Good. But, but yeah, I can't wait to see it restored. Uh, and, and, and even seeing it like on the big screen, I don't know what version it was. It was black and white, obviously. There are colored versions out there where they... Oh, co- God, it's dreadful. Colorize the whole thing. I've never seen that. Don't. I won't. It's real bad. Just look up clips on YouTube, but yeah, oof. Oh, it, so. it, it ruins everything. I'm going to pass. Much like most colorization. <laughs> I'll pass on that. But, no, but seeing it, uh, it still looked, for me, pretty good on the big screen. Oh. And yeah, it still holds up. I, I was like a mess by the end because if you haven't seen it, by the end, uh, yeah, our hero. <laughs> it's not a spoiler because it's, it's it's a classic movie, and I hope everybody who listens to this has seen it or will see it. But yeah, our hero meets an untimely end, and the way it ends over credits, like a footage of him and his demise, it's still painful to watch. Like Romero yeah. knew exactly what he was doing. When he made this, he knew what uh, he knew what buttons to push. Exactly, and those same buttons, unfortunately, still are hit. being pushed. <laughs> it's still just as effective as it was back when it first came out. So yeah, yeah. it's a great movie. Um, I have a DVD that came out I think like eight years ago. It was, it was actually like a digital remaster. Um, it actually looks really good, and it, this hasn't been released in America on Blu-ray yet. Just like you have to like import it from Canada or England, and I'm really hoping that we do get a great uh, restoration of this on blue. That'd be really nice. 
Yeah, because the news uh, came out, what, like, two years ago, I remember reading about it. Like, they found, like, a new print of Night of the Living Dead. Oh, and, nice. And uh, it had, like, extra scenes. And oh. I, th- I think that was the case, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. So I think that's the version that's will be released by jo- Jonas Film. I'm not entirely sure about that extra footage thing, but I know it's like it was. It, they found like the best print of it they could find. Either way, that's very exciting. Yeah. So uh, I know it's screening in New York um, in October, I think, or August. Mm. It's soon, okay, folks. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have all the all the facts in front Google of me. It. <laughs> Google it. Google Neither Living Dead screening Jonas Films. It's happening, okay. I, I hope it goes. I hope it comes over to to Austin, and I hope. And ma- Google that entire sentence. <laughs> Google Neither Living, Living Dead Jonas Films. Dead screening Jonas screenings. It's actually happening, folks. <laughs> folks I hope we happen. get it down in Austin. Google all that. Go. Google that that whole thing and see what happens. <laughs> you get a big picture of Marcelo pop up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so that's Neither Living Dead. Oh. So rest in peace, George A. Romero. Yeah. I, I still have many more Romero movies to watch. That that there's that new box set by Arrow that's coming out. Yeah, yeah. You uh, should see the crazies. I I have to. I will. It's good. Uh, I I bought Night Riders, which I heard is insane. Uh, that one's starring. Oh God, who's in that? I have to look it up. Is it Ed, Ed Harris is in it, and also Tom Savini, of course. Interesting. And I also bought, and we talked about this on a previous episode, I bought Diary of the Dead, which I know you're not a fan of. But hey. Oh, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> you say, you still say, you still say it's terrible, but I'll say, I'll give it a shot, okay? I wouldn't. <laughs> I'll give it a shot, okay? Uh, and eventually I'll see Survival of the Dead. No. I, I'll, I'll do it, okay? Ah. You can't stop me. But no, I'm going to go back and, and watch as many old Romero movies as I possibly can. You should. Yeah. Because, man, I, I'll say like, one last thing about it. Uh, I guess it hit me a lot harder than I thought it would because I realized when like he passed, I go, oh, Dawn of the Dead was huge in my like development as like a film fan. Yeah. Like, it was the first horror movie like I think I truly like loved and understood and wanted more of. Like that had wow. something to say while also being like like perfect in its gore very effective and scare, so yeah, uh, Dawn of the Dead for sure shaped how I saw movies from then on, so much love to Romero that was that was it uh I'll see much more, and yeah that again, like Matt, I hope like this year they have like a nationwide screening of that new. Night of the Living Dead. That'd be really cool. Uh, Prince, um, or I, 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 I should say, transfer. Uh, like, uh, what's that company that does like those nationwide screenings? Like um, Fathom Events. Fathom Events. Like that would be a, yeah. a great Fathom Events. I wouldn't doubt that they do that on like you know Halloween weekend. Yeah, that would be great as a tribute to Romero as well. That'd be a cool way to spend Halloween. Yeah. To see Night of the Living Dead. Oh, awesome. But yeah, folks. I, uh, again, it's public domain. I think it's. Like on streaming services, on it's on Amazon Prime. I know that. So it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. <laughs> on this Public domain. On this streaming service called YouTube. Yes, you can uh, watch it in GIF form. It's fine. Uh, okay, so I think that's the show. Man, yeah, that was a good episode. I had fun. That was good. Uh, unfortunately, we did not uh, hit. Well, I don't know. I have to I have to piece things together. 
like I guess my goal now is to make these episodes shorter than Dun- than Dunkirk. <laughs> well, uh, after a little editing, this will be shorter than Dunkirk. Yeah, I hope so, because uh, the, there are some things to cut out. But but yes, um, I'm glad you. Uh, I said I'm glad you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it, folks. Listening, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be presumptive. I'm glad you enjoyed this. I'm glad yes. I'm glad you were with us every step of the way, and now you're at you're with us at the end. Uh, we're, we're not going to do a, a pyramid game. That's, no, not today. No, not, not today. We'll, we'll do it next time, promise. Oh, <laughs> I just realized. Do we want to do that with our guest next week? Yes, we do. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, we do. That'll be so much fun. Oh, I have to, I have to prepare really hard <laughs> Same. for that. Oh, that's, oh, God. Listeners, again, if it all works out, if scheduling works out, Next week's episode is going to be a special one. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. So, all right. Well, we will definitely subject <laughs> the star of Ty West's The Innkeepers to the Haycast Pyramid. <laughs> oh, and who, again, we don't know who that could is. Could be anyone. Could be anyone. Could be anyone. Could be anyone. <laughs> could be a boy. Could be a girl. Oh, uh, who that, knows? That had a that had dual lead. <laughs> and they, uh, the, again, that's like another teaser. That's like a 30 second teaser before the trailer. I mean, we could easily have have a game of the pyramid with the doctor who brought the Winter Soldier back to life. <laughs> okay, now you're just giving it away. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of doctors in that room, Marcello. Oh, boy. All right, well, I guess that that that's a special quote-unquote tease or reveal yes. for anybody who listens to the end of this episode. <laughs> there you go. So that's a special extra. Okay, Matt, it's time for one of our favorite segments on the show. Plugs? Plugs. Where can the people okay. listening? And th- hey, you, <laughs> you made fun of me for saying my one of my catchphrases. All right, you, you, you thought I say here at the end. You, th- you think I say hey uh, for the lovely people listening. No, where, where can the good people find you? Oh right? yeah, where can the good people find you? I don't say the that. Good people. The good people. The good people. I don't, I don't say good people. I say, where can the people listening? That's what I say. Oh, okay. Well, I just hear it as good people. I, I may have said before, where can the fine people listening okay. find you online? Uh, that's right, not well, weird. <laughs> here's where the good people can find me. Uh, as usual, you can find me on Twitter, at TheRealMattC. You can also find me on Letterboxd to make sure I'm not lying about what movies I've been watching. And you can find me over at Talk Film Society, uh, where I'm the editor-at-large, and we're having a lot of fun. We just put up an uh, article about the 10th anniversary of The Simpsons movie. Because holy shit, that movie's ten years old already. That's nuts, man. Oh, it's a good movie. I saw that in theaters for sure. Me too. Uh, but yeah. Oh, oh, for me, I forgot. I have. Yeah, how about you? <laughs> Talkfilmsociety.com. Obviously, I'm editor in chiefing over there. Uh, Twitter. dot com slash Marcelo J Pico. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody says that ever, do they? www.twitter.com http colon Please don't. backslash Jesus, we're backslash. trying to make these episodes shorter <laughs> yes uh, uh, check out everybody's writing check out what we're doing at talkfilmsociety.com talkfilmsociety.com Soderbergh 2828 oh boy yes. it's coming to an end pretty soon by the time this comes out there's like another episode and then that's it Oh, what a journey. What's next? It what has movie's been. next? Uh, what movie's next in terms of when this is coming out? Yeah, you just did... Um, oh, I just Magic did Mike. Magic Mike. So what's next? After that is Side Effects. Okay. Then after that is Behind the Candelabra. 
Yes. Then after that, <laughs> then after that is Logan Lucky. Then okay. That's it. Might be my favorite Soderbergh, by the way. Behind the candelabra. Yes. We'll need to talk about that. <laughs> it's fabulous. Because <laughs> uh, like I, and I promise I'll make this quick because we're wrapping up, but I don't know what's going to happen with Soderbergh 2828 after we end it. Of course, he's going to make more movies. And of course, like Mike and I are going to record episodes for it. And call it 2929. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, he, he shot that movie with his iPhone. Like, he's, again... Yeah, he's he, crazy man. He is. He he likes to surprise people. He he's a pull, trickster. Pull the rug under people. We we were talking about this before the episode started, but like that news of like the uh, oh, oh what's your name uh, the the screenwriter of I Logan don't know. Lucky. She's not real. She's not real. Apparently, um, and everyone's surprised for some reason because no one knows what the hell is going on. <laughs> they don't know. They're like you know you hear about Soderbergh playing tricks for years, but this is new. Like, Shut what? up. Uh, ask Peter Andrews, you know, or ask let, uh, Marianne Bernard. Yeah. Uh, let the bituation do what he wants. <laughs> but yes, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to podcast about Soderbergh for many months, maybe years to come. So it's it, it'll end, but it won't end like for it'll sure. It'll come back. <clears throat> do a five episode Netflix revival. It's fine. <laughs> But hey, you know, uh, me and Mike are talking about what other director we could cover, or, you know, if they're, you know, it it has potential, this idea. So we could do with it, we or maybe another person could do a series covering other directors. So we'll see. Cool. That's a tease right there. Uh, And with that, Matt. um, It's time for our signature. Catchphrase. Yes. So, so long, long and, and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> so long and thanks. Thanks for, for all the fish. <laughs> I, I don't remember your line. Okay, my line. Okay, okay, okay. What is your line? So long. So long and thanks for all the fish. Keep on watching, folks, and thanks for listening. Yes. So let, let's one. let's do that, but backwards. No. <laughs> Come it's on. A bit. Let's keep let's keep this going for another ten minutes. Let's go. No, I have to go grocery shopping. Oh my god, Jeremy's walking in the door. Jeremy. <laughs> All right, I'm hanging up. Bye. Your stab makes me freeze, but I can't stay still. Those eyes keep me up longer than any other pill. And I know I'm being together. We feel like forever. But now, more than ever, I feel everything. Feeling everything.